welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome back to the Word of Love broadcast today. I'm going to continue where I left off yesterday. We was in uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11. And then we'll go to 12 through 13. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience or unbelief. Now the children of Israel, they didn't obey what God told them to do, and they wandered around the desert for 40 years. But you know, we, and when we enter into the rest of God, we've ceased from our works. Amen. The Word discovers our condition. Let's look at uh, verse 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints um, and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now it says here that the word of God is sharper and powerful than any two-edged sword. It is powerful. It's living. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It divides between the soul and the spirit, which for your soul would be your mind, will, and emotions. It will tell you whether you're walking according to the sense knowledge truth or if you're walking according to the real truth of God's word. Amen. It divides between the joints and the marrow. It, in other words, it will separate everything from what the truth is and what is truth and what's not. The word of God will separate that and say, okay, there's either a, a real truth and there's a false truth. And the truth is, God's word is truth. Amen. Now, Thomas, he was sense ruled, and Abraham was word of God ruled. That, and it will, the word of God will teach you which is which if you stay in the word. Now, your senses will tell you one thing, but the word of God will tell you another. There are enemies of faith, and that's one of the enemies of faith is to walk in by sense knowledge instead of the truth of God's word. He said in Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God is Romans 10, 17. And uh, let's look at Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The word of God will give you light. It will show you the direction to go in. It will show you the truth. And the truth is only in the Word. Now, your physical senses will lie to you. You'll be aching so bad sometimes that you can't uh, hardly. I mean, I've had pain where I've had it to go, oh my goodness, it's hurting bad. But then you have to speak to that pain and say, pain, I don't allow that. That's not a part of me. 
That's the, the truth of God's word says, by his stripes I was healed, and that is not my inheritance. I will not allow that. It's what you allow in your life, but you only allow what God's word says. Amen? But unless you know what God's word says, you don't have the light to know what to do. Is that right? The word of God says that we're to rule and reign as kings in life. Let's look at Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. For by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. He said we're to rule and reign in life, not that we're to be defeated, that we're supposed to go around living by our emotions or by our sense knowledge or by our physical senses and everything that happens has, has got to be God. Now, everything that happens is not God. That's one false truth that has been established in the body of Christ because everything that happens isn't God. There's a devil we have to deal with, and he tries to do everything he can to defeat you in every area of your life. And if you are in the will of God, sometimes you don't have to fight some of the battles that people fight because if you're not in the will of God, he'll leave you alone. When you start doing things for God, he's going to come against you and try to stop you in every way he can. That's one way that you have to understand. This is one way that we have to understand the truth of God's word, that he is a liar, that the devil is nothing but a liar, that he is against us, and we have enemies to our faith, but we have overcome them, and we rule and reign in life by Jesus Christ. It's not by our feelings, not by our emotions, but we rule and reign in life through Jesus Christ. And the enemy is defeated because Jesus defeated him and we walk in his victory, not in our own. And his victory has been established and we have to take God's word, find out what the victory is that he won and walk in that truth. We're made worthy because we're in Christ, not in our own righteousness. We can't walk in our own righteousness. Sometimes people are defeated because they try to walk in their own righteousness and their own good works, and you can't do it by walking in your own good works. You can't do enough to please God. It's only There's only one thing that pleased God, and that was what Jesus Christ did for us upon the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection. It pleased him, everything that Jesus did, and we're walking in his victory. And he, we are pleased, and I've had the Father tell me this more than once, many times over, my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. But you know, because I walk in the truth of God's Word, not in what I have done, but and because I'm believing the Word of God and acting like it's true, stepping out by faith and doing what He tells you to do, that's how you please God. Believe in His Word. This is the number one way to please God. Believe what he said is true and acting like it's true and doing what he tells you to do. Not what you, what you can do in your natural body, but it's saying, Father, I believe your word is truth. And I'm stepping out in faith and I'm going to go out and preach and tell everybody that you're a good God that I'm going to tell everybody that I can, that you lead me to. I'm going to tell everybody that you lead me to. And when you open up the doors for me, I'm going to tell them what a good God you are and what you've done for me. Amen? That pleases him. And tell him that he, and, and walking in the truth of God's word, 
Now, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things became new. Now, a lot of times the devil will try to put this against you, too. He'll try to tell you that, look what you've done in the past. Look what you've like. Look what you've done. Look what you've done all this. And you're trying to tell other people that they're not supposed to do that. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. When you become a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things are new. Behold, all things pass away and your past no longer exists. And when you become born again, your past cannot be held against you because if God doesn't hold it against you, nobody can. He said that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. And I'm not walking in the past. I'm walking in the future. I'm walking in the now. I'm walking in, in faith right now that I am a child of the living God. And Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And we're walking in righteousness, and then we are priests and kings, and we rule and reign in life because of who he's made us, not in what we've done or anything, but we're walking in the truth of God's word that what Jesus Christ did for us is ours, that we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and that everything that he's provided for us is ours. Amen? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 24. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. We're to put on that new man. Don't live in the past. Don't you ever let the past that you ever lived, let the devil put that against you. You say, I don't walk in the past, but I'm put on the new man. And I'm created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We walk in his righteousness, not in our own. Amen. And we have to understand that we're walking in the truth of God's word by walking in his righteousness, not in what we've done in the past, but who he's made us to be. That will cause your faith to grow because the devil will try to bring up your past, every sin you've ever committed against you. You couldn't confess all your sins. You have to say, I was forgiven the moment I became born again. And if I ask God to forgive me, I'll say, Father, forgive me every sin, and every sin is wiped away. It is not held against me. And just because you sin after you become born again doesn't mean you're not born again anymore. No, it means that you still have a flesh to deal with, but you confess that sin, God forgives you, and you walk right back in fellowship with God, and there is no unforgiveness in Him. Now see, sometimes if you walk by feeling, you'll never get you'll never get forgiven. Well, I don't feel like I was forgiven. Well, you are forgiven no matter what you feel like. Your feelings have nothing to do with your salvation. Your feelings have nothing to do with your healing. Your feelings have nothing to do with the things of God. And this is another thing that people have to understand, that you can't walk in hope and get faith to work in your life because hope is always future tense. Someday, God's going to give it to me someday. Someday, I'll get it. 
Faith is always in the future. I'm sorry. Hope is always in the future, but faith is always now. I said that backwards. Hope is in the future. Faith is always saying, I believe I have it now. It's already mine. It's already possessed. You don't have to ask God a thousand times for something. You believe you receive when you pray. And if you need to, write it down. Say, I received this this day. It's mine. And then look at that and confess it. Say, that is mine. I have it now. I'll thank you, Father God. It's mine now. I don't have to wonder if I'm going to get it in the future. It's mine now. I already have it. It's in my heart. I've spoken it forth from my mouth. It's mine now. We must stay in the, in the Word of God because it's easy to slip back into the natural. If you don't stay in the Word of God, your natural mind and your natural senses will try to take over and rule you again. But you have to stay in the Word of God. Believe and say according to God's Word, I'm healed and not hoping to receive some day or later. When you ask Him for anything, if it's healing, whatever it is, you say according to God's Word. Not according to your feeling, but you speak it forth like this. According to God's word, I have what I asked when I prayed. It is mine now. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, Please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you.